Welcome to the One God Report podcast. Bill Schlegel here. I'd like to dedicate this podcast to Tom in Ohio. Tom, thanks a lot for your support and encouragement. The title of this episode is The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, Preferred Pronouns, He, Him, His. We're going to look at the pronoun confusion and really liberalism, wokeism, of Trinitarian thought and language. Before I do, just a couple of announcements. One, I wanted to say that I plan to be speaking at the Minnesota Church of God Spring Conference on a weekend from June 10th to the 12th. The topic will be the new beginning or new creation in the Gospel of John. It's at a neat campground on Long Lake, which is near Richmond, Minnesota, close to St. Cloud, Minnesota, about an hour and a half or so, I think, from Minneapolis. And it's free. Everything's free. It's at a campground there. They even have bunk-style accommodation. If you want to stay overnight, you have to bring your own bedding. But uh, the first session's on Friday night, and then a whole day Saturday of sessions. Minnesota people, if you're around, uh, that whole day Saturday might be a fun time to come up. It's a neat campground, one of the long lakes of Minnesota. I'll post more information about the conference in the show notes. And then I just wanted to follow up a little bit on the last podcast where the Trinitarian apologists acknowledge and recognize that the Trinity is not explicitly described or explained or revealed in the Bible. As I continue to read in Fred Sanders' book, The Triune God, finally came to chapter 6 called Trinitarian Exegesis, where now I was hoping that there'd be an exegesis of biblical passages. And he does get to one passage, but that's it in this whole chapter. The whole chapter is basically saying, first, we got to understand why the Trinity is not described in the Bible. He says on page 155, you have to discern the triunity of God in the biblical witness. You have to discern it. It's like, wow, do you mean Moses or any of the prophets or the apostle Paul? Are they such lousy teachers that we have to discern it from what they said? And Jesus, could Jesus not describe the Trinity, that God is a triune being? We have to discern it. It all comes back to the whole Trinitarian problem is that you assume Trinitarianism, you assume God is a Trinity, and then you go and look for some passages for hints and clues that theoretically possibly fit your theory. But we can see that there are problems fitting these different biblical passages into the Trinitarian theory, because that's the reason these books are written. But here's what he says. This is how Fred Sanders starts out this chapter, where you're hoping that he's going to exegete from passage after passage after passage in the Bible. Remember, I'm a conservative, Bible-believing Christian. I want to see where it's written in the scripture. Otherwise, it's suspect. And he starts out this chapter by saying that a church theologian of the late 4th century, Gregory Nazianzus, asked the question if the doctrine of the Trinity was explicitly in Scripture. And at the conclusion of this Gregory's work, he says, quote, 
you have to make a distinction between what is actually stated in Scripture and what must be admitted to be agraphom, not written. Okay? Now, evangelical conservative Christian, that has got to make you say, what is going on here? Where these guys are admitting that the doctrine of the Trinity is not written in the Bible. That should have made me as a Trinitarian fall out of my chair. Okay, maybe if I'm Catholic, Orthodox, or something like this, but as a sola scriptura person who gets my doctrine and practice from the Bible, this should be scary. Agraphom, not written. The doctrine of the Trinity is not written in the Bible. And one other thing I wanted to just react to from the previous podcast. The previous podcast got a lot more action on my YouTube channel than the other stuff that I posted. If you haven't subscribed to the Bill Schlegel YouTube channel, uh, Mike, could you do that? It just gives more exposure in the YouTube algorithms, I think. But for whatever reason, the last podcast was listened to more than the other ones I posted on YouTube. And just to reiterate one thing I said in that podcast that I saw from both the Triune God and the Forgotten Trinity books is the confusion between what could be called a triad, three persons, and the Trinity. And sometimes I feel that these scholars are deliberately confusing these. Anytime they find God the Father and Jesus the Son of God and the Spirit of God, they assume that's one being. And quite a few of the responses on the YouTube channel are doing the same thing. Anytime they can see that the Father and the Son and the Spirit are mentioned in a verse, somehow they think that's one being. But if one reads so much of the scriptures, it's very clear that the Father is a different being, if we want to say that, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Son of God is a title for human beings. The Lord Jesus Christ is not God. Over and over in the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ has a God, the one God of the Bible. The Lord Jesus Christ is the servant of the one God in the scriptures. It's a simple mistake that shouldn't really be made. It's like saying a father, a mother, and a child are a trinity, one being. Really? No, they're not. They may have the same nature even. They have human nature. They share the same nature. But they're a father, a mother, and a child. They're a triad, you might say. Or perhaps even a better analogy would be a king sends his son, and they both confirm a covenant with their subjects. Right? The king and the son are two individual persons, and the covenant that they've made with their people, that's a triad. Two persons and a covenant working together. But they're not one being. They may be one in purpose, but not the same being. Now I'd like to talk about this whole issue of the Trinitarian use of pronouns and making God into some kind of a liberal 
progressive, self-identifying whatever, applying these ideas to the Almighty God. I wanted to start by reading James White's definition of the Trinity again. This is on page 23 of his book, The Forgotten Trinity. And he says he chose his words very carefully here to make sure there's no confusion over what the Trinity is. He writes on page 23, here's the Trinity. Within the one being that is God, there exists eternally three co-equal and co-eternal persons, namely the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So here the, the Trinity is defined as three co-equal and co-eternal persons, three persons. Now by all common, non-progressive, non-woke language usage, three persons are referred to with the pronoun they. If you're going to believe that God is a trinity, when you refer to God, you should be using the pronoun they. If you are not, can I suggest that you are progressive and liberal in the way that the modern woke identity movement is? Trinitarianism is really a form of a liberalism, a progressivism, and its use of pronouns, calling they him, is evidence of this. Think about this. Again, if you're going to say that the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Spirit is God, and that they are three persons. Don't complain to me if the word person, if you want to say, well, God's not a person. Well, these are Trinitarian scholars. Here's Sanders, page 121 of Sanders' book, The Triune God. Quote, there are, therefore, in the eternal essence of God, three distinct persons. Unquote. So this is the language of the Trinitarian world. And actually, I don't have a problem really calling God a person. A person. One person. Because God is called a person in the Bible. He's called an Ishmil Chama, right after he destroyed the Egyptian army in the Reed Sea. God is called Ishmil Chama, a person of war. It's not a human. There's a difference between a person, an individual, a self, and man. The Bible doesn't say God is a man. God is not man. But he is a Ishmil Chama, a self, a person of war. So, now, the Trinitarian claim is that God is three persons. So if you want to refer to God, you should be using the pronouns they and them. But instead, the preferred pronouns for the Trinity are he, him, and his. In both of these books, and in all the Trinitarian world, God is referred to as he, I hardly have to, to read anything here, but to show you that these scholars refer to God constantly as he, let me just read a couple of examples. Page 14 in James White's book, The Forgotten Trinity. He says, true worship must worship God as he exists, not as we wish him to be. The essence of idolatry is the making of images of God. An image is a shadow, a false representation. We may not bow before a statue or a figure, but if we make an image of God in our mind that is not in accord with God's revelation of 
himself, then we are not worshiping in truth. On and on he goes, calling God him. Right? Instead, we must always be asking him to graciously open our clouded mind and reveal himself to us so that we may love him truly and worship him aright over and over again. And the same thing, of course, with Sanders' book. Just like I did as a Trinitarian, I would refer to God as he. And I would say we are his people and we belong to him. Third masculine singular. That is one person. If I really believe that God is a trinity, then I would say they are God. They must be worshipped in spirit and truth. We belong to them. So in my Trinitarian days, I was like a progressive liberal. I was choosing a preferred pronoun for God, claiming that God was a trinity, three persons, but referring to them with the pronoun third masculine singular. Now, the only... The only other Trinitarian option in using the, the pronoun he or him for God would be to say you're referring to the essence of God, or as James White calls it, the what of God, the being of God. Here's James White on page 24. He says, when speaking of the Trinity, we are talking about one what. Okay, that's the singular, one what. And three, whose. Those are the persons. The one, what, is the being or essence of God. The three whos are the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We dare not mix up the what and the whos regarding the Trinity. Okay, so James White and Trinitarians don't mix up the what and the whos of the Trinity. If you're going to refer to God in the singular, you're referring to it. You're referring to his essence, to his what. We have the pronoun, the neuter pronoun in English. You should use it. If you're going to refer to the Trinity, the Trinity is an it. It's not a person. You should not call God he unless every time you're going to differentiate which of those three persons you mean. If you call God he, you need to say, who are you talking about? Are you talking about the Father, the Son, or the Spirit. If you're going to call God He, you need to do that. That's the singular person. Otherwise, you should use the pronoun it. If you mean the Trinity, you yourself said, let's not get confused. The Trinity is an it. It's a what. And in Fred Sanders' book, he actually gets it right for a little while. On page 72, he refers to the Trinity as they. He says, Quote, page 72, the Trinity was revealed in person when the Father sent the Son and the Holy Spirit. They came among us, speaking to and about each other as they carried out the work of salvation. So he got it right with the persons. Three persons would be they. And then he actually kind of slips up a little bit from his perspective, and he calls the Trinity an it. Here's what he says. Continuing on page 72, losing our grip on the Trinity's speech to us, we drop something even bigger, which is the Trinity's speech within itself about us. Okay, so he got that right. The Trinity, it's the one essence, the one what. That's an it. See, when you want to make God one in a Trinity, 
you made God into an it, an essence. He's not a person. The one God is an it. But that was sort of a slip up because normally he calls God him and himself. When the Trinity reveals himself, that's just wokeism. That's all it is. The Trinity reveals himself. Come on. The Trinity reveals themselves, not himself. Or the Trinity reveals itself. It has to be either one of those ways. Either the Trinity reveals themselves or the Trinity reveals itself. Now, let me make another recommendation to the Trinitarian world, especially the scholars, people like James White and Fred Sanders, who write their books because they see that the average Trinitarian person thinks like a modalist, meaning that they think that God is one self, but he's manifested himself in three different modes or three different ways. I know that as a Trinitarian, many times in my own mind, I was flipping back and forth between a three-self-God, standard Trinitarianism, and a one-self-God who manifested himself in three ways. And many of the analogies that are used by Trinitarians are really modalism. Most people have heard the one about the water. Okay, how can God be three in one? Well, water can be frozen, it can be a liquid, and it can be steam. So it's water, but it can be in three modes. Well, that analogy is really modalism. And I remember using to some students in my past times, was saying, look at, I can be a father, a son, and a teacher, right? I'm one, but I can be a father, a son, and a teacher, just like God can be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that was the analogy I was using. But that's a modalist analogy. It's not Trinitarianism. But I was teaching in a good Trinitarian school, and nobody blinked an eye because they don't know any different or any better. In these books, too, these guys are writing these books because they see that modalism is the problem with most of the Christian world. But they slip themselves into modalism. Let me read a statement from Fred Sanders' book where he says, on page 106 and 107, and he's talking about how God has made his three-personhood known through sending the Son and sending the Holy Spirit. And he says, quote, The Orthodox Trinitarian conclusion of this thought process is that God has behaved as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the act of saving us because in doing so, he was intentionally revealing to us that He is eternally Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in essence and eternity. Now, that is a modalist statement. He's using the pronoun He, oneself, and he's saying that God has behaved as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, this is Fred Sanders. This guy's a smart theologian. He uses all kinds of flowery language. And you can see even in his mind, he slipped into modalism there. And he uses the pronoun he. Trinitarian theologians and pastors, may I suggest that one of the reasons so many of your parishioners and the people in your churches have modalist ideas is because you keep using the pronoun he 
for your Trinitarian God. And this is one of the reasons why Fred Sanders can make a statement like that and not even realize really that he's making a modalist statement. Sure, of course, he's going to go on a few sentences later and say, yeah, but really the Father is different from the Son. They're not the same. But this is a modalist statement. Again, quoting, he says that in the act of saving us, in doing so, he, that's one person, it's not three person, he was intentionally revealing to us that he is eternally Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why didn't Fred Sanders write that they were intentionally revealing to us that they were eternally Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? He didn't write that. He's got a modalist God there. And there are other examples of that. And these guys are the scholars. So again, for folks like James White and Fred Sanders, if you want the people in the churches to quit thinking of God as one self, then quit calling him he. Call the Trinity either they, because they are three persons, or it. It is an essence, because the Trinity is not another person. The Trinity is an it. By your own definition, it's not a person. If the Trinity is a person, if he speaks as a person, then you have four persons. You have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Trinity that speaks as one individual. So let's get the pronoun straight. Otherwise, conservative Christians, you are just as guilty about pronoun confusion as the gender identity people are confused about pronouns. You are just as guilty. And I might suggest even more guilty because you're applying this pronoun confusion to the one God of Israel. And look at here's a reason why, even as a Trinitarian, I called God he, because that's how he is called in the Bible. James White says that a person like me assumes, presumes Unitarianism. Presumes Unitarianism? What are you talking about? I read in the Bible, and even in English you can do this, but in the Hebrew Bible, the singular pronouns jump out at a person. When God says, I am Jehovah, your God, you shall have no other gods before me or in my face. These are singular pronouns. There's not three persons in the pronoun I and my. When Jesus says of the Father, you, masculine singular, you, Father, are the only true God. We need to understand that Jesus has a correct use of pronouns. When throughout the Bible, God is referred to with singular pronouns, I, me, he, his, you are God alone, Jehovah. There's not three persons in that word, you. It's not a southern y'all. So let's not confuse the persons, and the what. What we really need to do is get rid of this pronoun confusion and just take the scriptures for what they clearly say, that God is one, the Father, and that Jesus Christ is a man, a human being, who was put to death and whom God raised from the dead. A friend of mine just referred to James chapter 1, verse 1. 
We need to get our thinking more like James, who wrote in the first verse of his epistle that he is a servant, quote, of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, unquote. James distinguishes between God, all of God, and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is distinguished from God. So, let's quit applying this pronoun confusion to the one God of the Bible. The one God of the Bible is one person. He, him, his. The one God of the Bible is not an essence, an it. This is blasphemy. To make something or someone else God other than the Father is to deny that the Father is the Lord God Almighty. And to attribute this pronoun dysfunction to Yudhevavheh, Yehovah, Yahweh, the one God of the Bible, is blasphemy. Once again, Tom, thanks for your support and encouragement. The humble will hear and rejoice.